Hello, hello. Welcome back to Just Like Other Girls. What's going on, guys? As always, it's me, Shannon Fiedler, here to talk with you about who knows what. But today, today's topic should be pretty expected. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I am shocked, but the holiday season is here. I I would say officially. I would say it's officially here because next week is Thanksgiving and the week leading up to the holiday is the season, right? And then it's just a snowball. Pun only quasi intended there. But from this moment forward, the week before Thanksgiving, we are in the trenches of the holiday season. And I say that like it's a bad thing, but I I love the holidays. But I feel like every year this happens to me. It happened to me this year for sure. Every year it totally sneaks up on me. It takes me by surprise. I'm like going through my day, minding my own business, and suddenly the next week is Thanksgiving. And I'm like, how did we get here? (laughs) Like it isn't been happening every single year of my life for the past 30 years. Like Thanksgiving hasn't been coming every end of November, but for whatever reason, every year, I just think there's going to be more time between Halloween and Thanksgiving And I feel totally taken by surprise that the holidays are as close as they are. Now this year, it doesn't help that New York has been a balmy 75 degrees, which does not exactly get one in the holiday cocoa-sipping, Christmas tree-shopping spirit. It made me consider going and buying a new swimsuit, but it doesn't exactly get you in the spirit. But all of that aside, I still find that every year I am just blindsided by the holidays coming out of nowhere and whether that means I'm not ready with my holiday gift shopping or I don't have a good outfit to wear on Thanksgiving because everyone knows that's what the holiday is actually about. (laughs) Whatever it means, I just feel, I feel overwhelmed. And I was thinking a lot about that this year. I don't think I started to have this feeling of the holidays appearing out of nowhere until after I graduated college. And I graduated college many years ago. I'm not, you know, one fresh year out of college and coming to this conclusion of, oh wow, life is different when you're not in school. But I was thinking about it and I do think that your whole life, the first 21 years of your life, are dictated by an academic calendar. And that's kind of how you see the passage of time. And Thanksgiving, the holidays, whatever, Thanksgiving and then also your Christmas, New Year's break, they really are such a big monumental part of that calendar. Because even when you are in elementary school, the whole month of November is just Thanksgiving content, right? Like your bulletin boards have turkeys on them, you're making cutout hand turkeys, your take-home sheets are telling you things like, There are seven pilgrims and every pilgrim has four pumpkins and that's how you're learning multiplication. But, you know, you're you're working up to this big holiday moment and then you're out of school, it's time off, it's this big deal. So there's no way that it could take you by surprise because you've been prepping for it for weeks just through the nature of what you're doing in your classroom. And then I think it even gets more exciting or more hard to miss, I guess is what I'm trying to say, once you get to college because presumably you go away to college, you live on campus. Thanksgiving is that first real time of the year that you come home. It's a big break. Your finals are maybe marked around it. 
there's planning involved. And it just, it feels very climactic. Like Thanksgiving, you are leading up to something monumental or something significant. When you graduate school and you get out into the real world, suddenly those those milestones of the academic year are no longer how you're marking time. And bear with me, I'm about to get a little philosophical here, but this really was striking me as I was thinking about it today and thinking about what I wanted to say about Thanksgiving on this show and how the role of of the holidays and what they mean sort of shifts as you go through different phases of your life. And in a larger scale, when you are working a job, when you live in an apartment, when you sort of move on from that collegiate lifestyle, things start to become a little bit more, they start to blend together a little bit more, right? Because you don't have, every September isn't a new start. You're not getting a new teacher, a new classroom, a new academic year. Your whole first 21 years of life, that September is such a reset and such a way for you to mark, okay, that was last year, this is this year. And without that, when you start to have a job, I mean, I've been at my current company, my ad agency for five years. So I haven't had a major reset like going into a new school year, becoming a junior in high school or whatever it might be in a really long time. And it's very easy then for August to just sort of bleed into September and September softly becomes October and then suddenly, what do you know, it's the week before Thanksgiving. And these things have a tendency to creep up on you because the the months all start to look the same. And I live in a place where there's four seasons so you know I can't even imagine what it's like in other parts of the country one of my best friends lives in California and she once told me that she moved there she grew up on the east coast and she said the craziest thing about living there is that she has no idea how to mark the passage of time because without seasons she has no idea when anything happened and I think that's what I'm getting at here is that when you're no longer looking at life as a year-to-year this year was this and next year will be different and the year after that will be different. It can all start to blend together, like I said. And the reason that I'm bringing this up is because I think that's when the holidays actually become the most important. They become those only mile markers that you have. And it it feels very different than in your youth when everything is a mile marker. Like I said, every September is new but I'm realizing now as I get older the space between the milestones seems to be a lot larger. The changes happen less frequently, the days start to look similar, the months similar, even the years similar and so the holidays become this moment where you get a chance to say okay this was last year, this is this year and this will be next year because again as the days and months and years all start to sort of become the same thing it can be easy to forget those things. And that's why I think the tradition of the holidays, the being with people, the the eating the same meal every single year on the fourth Thursday of November. I mean, come on, that's a little repetitive, don't we think? But I would argue it's important. I would argue it's important because it gives us that mile marker. It gives us that milestone, that sense of this is different, this is a new year, time has passed. 
And that's it for the uh, heady (laughs) portion of the show. Uh, I think we'll start getting into a little bit more of the fun and and just talking about Thanksgiving. But I did just want to sort of open with that. And I also, I am having kind of a unique Thanksgiving. I, as many of you know, and I've talked about it on the show, probably ad nauseum, but I got engaged this year. So this year I will be spending Thanksgiving at my future in-laws house, which is exciting and Funnily enough, I've actually spent Thanksgiving with them before because of COVID. And then last year, and I'll get into this, I hosted Thanksgiving, which was a new experience and very fun and exhausting in many ways. But even with those previous Thanksgivings, this feels like a monumental Thanksgiving. It's my first and only Thanksgiving engaged. And it's the first time that we are doing the whole splitting holidays thing, right? So we're spending Thanksgiving with his family and Christmas with my family. And that also feels like a really big change. It's it's weird to suddenly be like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to spend a holiday with my parents because the immediate family is now no longer me and them. The immediate family is now me and Pat. And I know that that's just how families work and it, it changes over time. But it is a very – it's a weird feeling to be making that choice of, okay, I'm not going to see my parents on Thanksgiving. And it just feels like a new life chapter. You want to talk about a mile marker, this is a big one. But last year, I we actually had both of our families to New York and we hosted the holiday ourselves. And it's a tiring holiday to host, let me tell you. And it, it was fun. It was great. I loved it. I can't tell you how much time I put into planning this and I expected to do that with just the sheer amount of hours it takes to cook a Thanksgiving meal is insane. It's an all day, all week affair, but it didn't occur to me how many hours I would put into, oh my God, do I have enough serving plates? And where's everybody going to sit? And what are we going to, how are we going to do the table? And what's the appetizer and planning it all? And I was like, wow, I have so much more respect for my mom. My mom used to, we used to host Thanksgiving a lot for our large Italian family, as I've talked about on here before as well. And sometimes we would host Thanksgiving for 30 plus people. Do you know how many pounds of bird you need to feed 30 people? A lot. That is a lot of bird. And so I remember my mom waking up at like four in the morning to put that turkey in the oven, sticking her hand up its butt, rubbing it down and getting it ready. And then I don't know if this is something that all cultures do. I know it's very Italian. For whatever reason, on Sundays and on holidays, we eat dinner at like 2 p.m., which is, it makes it feel like a holiday, but it also makes you want to go to bed at 4.30 because you've just stuffed your face. And the tryptophan, as we all know, will put you right to bed. Just look at grandpa. So, I mean, that hour she would have to wake up to make sure that that turkey was done and cooled and carved And I was just this like little kid running around. I'll sweep the floor thinking I was being a big help when really I was doing next to nothing compared to what she and my dad were doing. I mean, they both were. And my grandma and then my aunt would come over. It was a whole family affair. And I guess there's something really nice about everybody cooking in the kitchen. As someone who doesn't like to cook, that doesn't feel like a holiday. So so that brings me to, I know a lot of people who would, unequivocally say like without batting an eyelash 
Thanksgiving is their favorite holiday. They love the food. They love that it's more low-key than, say, a Christmas. I don't agree. Now, look, I'm not a monster. I don't hate Thanksgiving. I just spent 15 minutes pontificating on the importance of holidays. Obviously, I'm not going to come in here and be like, down with turkey. However, I don't think it's the best holiday. And I'm going to tell you why through various hot takes that I'm sure people are going to wildly disagree with. But I think that the day of Thanksgiving itself is the least exciting part of Thanksgiving week. The reason that I think I like Thanksgiving as a holiday at all is because it feels like a week-long holiday. And, you know, I, I was talking about college and how you would go home. I always found a way to scoot out of my classes Tuesday afternoon so that I could get home and I could have Wednesday. But, I mean, if you think about it, it's a whole week of events and every event is wildly different. So you start with Wednesday. We all know this. It is proven fact. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving is the biggest going out night of the year. Bars are at their highest capacity. Everybody is doing their hometown hero thing. And and I swear it it spans generations because when I went with my friends the first couple years out of college, there were every age group, you know, and it it was people just sort of coming back, seeing their old friends, going out. I mean... When you're young, a lot of mistakes are made on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. But that's for the plot, right? We do it for the plot. But it's a really fun party night. So even though Thanksgiving is a holiday that you don't really spend with your friends in the same way that you would a Halloween or a 4th of July, you do get a night of friends. And it's it's fun because it's not just your close friends, usually. You go to these bars and you run into people that you are like, oh my god, I haven't seen you in five years. Or we met twice at a Dave Matthews concert. That's a shout out for all my Connecticut listeners right there. So that's Wednesday. So Wednesday is your party night. Wednesday is your, if you're 22, probably getting too drunk and spending the next day hungover. Or if you're 33, it's, oh my God, I left my toddler with mom and dad so that I could go see my best friend from high school and we got one glass of wine and some, you know, pizza. And whatever it is, it's a fun night. That's Wednesday. Then we go to Thursday. Thursday is your family day. Thursday is the day you spend in the kitchen, which again is not my favorite part, but it's the day that you're with the family. You probably don't leave the house. You maybe, maybe you are the people who go for a turkey trot in the morning. I don't know, but maybe you go for a walk. You're in the kitchen. You're eating charcuterie boards, or as we used to call it, cheese plates. And you're having, you know, this grand old time. You eat an early dinner. Somebody's going to make you watch football. Or someone like me is going to make you watch a Christmas movie because if you don't watch a Christmas movie on the night of Thanksgiving, what are you even doing? And you have this lovely holiday experience with the family. No one's bothering you. Great. That's Thursday. Then you get to Friday. And I got to say Friday might be my favorite day of the whole week because you have the day off. You could be with your family. You have no obligations. You don't have to go to your great aunt Susan's house and pay your respects and say hello and bring her a pie. You don't have to drive around. You don't have to get dressed up. You're probably still in a food coma. You can kind of do whatever you want. That was the day growing up that the Fiedler family always went and got our Christmas tree. And that was, again, if you can't sense a theme here that 
to me, Thanksgiving is really just a precursor to Christmas. We'd go, we'd get our Christmas tree, we'd decorate it. It was so much fun. It was the start of the season. Uh, it's a much more relaxing day than Wednesday and Thursday. Friday, whether you're shopping and you, you're into the Black Friday, you love the thrill of the hunt, you you like going out and finding the deals in person, more power to you. Or if you're like me and you're not leaving the couch or you're decorating a Christmas tree, it's just a really fun day to sort of do whatever you want to do without feeling like you're shirking any responsibilities. And then you still have a full weekend. After all of that, after you have a day of party, a day of family, a day of rest and shopping, relaxation, whatever you want it to be, you still have a full Saturday, Sunday ahead of you that you can spend however you want to spend. And that is why I think Thanksgiving is an amazing holiday week because you get a little bit of everything, you don't have to rush, and I will continue to argue that the worst day of that entire week is Thanksgiving. And this brings me to my hottest takes of the Thanksgiving episode. I have some really strong opinions about the Thanksgiving meal and the food that we eat on Thanksgiving. And I'm going to share them with you. So to start, I think we should all agree. I think we can all agree that Thanksgiving is a, is a meal about side dishes, right? Like nobody's coming for the turkey. I, maybe somebody is. I don't know. I can't speak for everybody, obviously. But of all the hero proteins you could have for a meal, turkey has to be the lamest. The only thing lamer I could think of would be tofu if you're not a vegetarian. And they make tofurkeys. So, but seriously, like, it's not a steak. Hell, I would even prefer a ham. Even a chicken. A brick chicken. Oh, that stuff is so good. A turkey is just kind of like, unless it is cooked to absolute perfection, which having just done it last year is a very challenging task. And I was working with some pretty experienced, remember I told you my mom, turkey for 30 people. So unless that turkey is cooked to absolute perfection, it's like the most boring meat you could possibly have. And we plan a whole freaking day around it. The turkey, when has anyone ever had turkey for dinner outside of Thanksgiving? And yes, you could tell me it's because turkey is very complicated. It's a difficult thing to make. I understand that. But you could make just a turkey breast. You don't have to make a whole turkey. Nobody does it. Nobody does it because nobody really wants turkey. At this point, it's just what you eat. And I said earlier, tradition is important. And I'm going to eat turkey this next week and every Thanksgiving for the rest of my life. But it's not something that I'm like super stoked on. I think we can all agree that the turkey is the vehicle for all of the plates around it and you put enough gravy on it it'll be fine so that's the turkey but then you get to the sides and people people lose their minds for these sides and I don't feel the same way first of all why is everything served at Thanksgiving so soupy everything is like a casserole it's made with like cream of mushroom soup or syrup or it's just mashed in general like everything is this soupy gruel oliver twist consistency besides the turkey that's not what i that's not what i want to eat i want to i want to bite something i want to feel a crunch i want to use my knife and you don't get to do that on thanksgiving so that's like a general we need more texture on the thanksgiving table right now everything could be eaten with a spoon So 
the most famous, common, the the side dish that you think about when you think about Thanksgiving is mashed potatoes. And I'm confident I'm about to make a lot of enemies here. Mashed potatoes suck. There. I said it. I said it. I gave you my opinion. If I never had a mashed potato again, I would be fine. Okay? First of all, potatoes are a top 10 food. I love me a potato. In pretty much any form, but mashed. What about a french fry? What about a roasted potato? What about a scalloped potato? I even love a scalloped potato. You know, hell, I would take tater tots before I would take a mashed potato. And I, I'm just starting. You know, you got potato skins. You got you got hash browns. Oh, hash browns are the best. You got latkes. Oh, I could eat a latke forever. But then you got mashed potatoes. It's like, first of all, it's the consistency of baby food. I've grown past that. I have canines and incisors now, so I can chew a potato, and I want it to have crunch, and I want it to have seasoning. And you just add in all this milk and cream and fine garlic, whatever. It can The flavor can be fine, but really, if we're going to, you're going to have a potato, that's, that is the, the form? That is the way you're going to eat your potato? I don't get it. I never eat mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving because I don't want to waste the space. I'd rather eat another slice of pie than waste any stomach space on a mashed potato. So then uh, the other the other like sort of traditional if you're only going to have a couple sides at Thanksgiving is stuffing. And I do like stuffing. Stuffing is probably my favorite part of of the Thanksgiving dinner. And that's another thing. Why do we only eat stuffing at Thanksgiving? We eat mashed potatoes all the time. You have them with, you get it served all the time at a restaurant. You can always order mashed potatoes. Why can't I order stuffing? Stuffing is far superior to a mashed potato. And I have another hot take here. The best stuffing in the world comes from a box. Stovetop. Stovetop stuffing, you cannot beat that. And I know people are going to be like, no, there's a homemade recipe that my grandma made and her grandma before it. And I'm sure it's good. But is it as good as stovetop? I really don't know. I, I kind of highly doubt that it could be because stovetop is the platonic ideal of a stuffing side dish, if you ask me. And you know what? It's easy. And when you're cooking a meal, as I learned last year in my one-time hosting, I know I sound like someone who has been the matriarch of a family and a household for the past 72 years talking about all of my time cooking Thanksgiving dinner. I, I did it once. I want to make that very clear. I am not coming from a place of much experience but having done it it is a lot of work and if you can just if you can delegate stuffing to being just from a box and it's still gonna taste amazing godspeed then of course you have like some other you know people come in with the green bean casserole again so soupy and like every year at Thanksgiving I'm like oh I'm gonna love it because it's something that I never see on the table again these are foods that we really only eat once a year and there's got to be a reason for that but you eat the green beans And then you're like, this is kind of disgusting. I like cooked a bowl of soup, but I didn't really cook it. And then I put the stringiest vegetable I could think of. And then I put crispy onions on top to try and, I don't know, disguise the weirdness of this soup with green beans in it. Green bean casserole is one of those things that I think sounds better in theory than it is. 
And I kind of feel the same way about the sweet potatoes because sweet potatoes are delicious. I love a sweet potato. And I do like the Thanksgiving sweet potato that is made with like maple syrup and marshmallows. But come on, that is that is a dessert masquerading as a side dish. <laughs> you can't put marshmallows on top of something and be like, here's a vegetable. <laughs> like that's just, that's not the same thing. In fact, I would go so far as to say that marshmallows are the absolute antithesis of a vegetable. But whatever, they taste good. So that that is one that I can get behind and I will put a lot of that on my plate and I will have a stomach ache after and I will have no regrets about it. Another thing that I don't understand about Thanksgiving is that somebody's always really insistent that you have dinner rolls. You have so many different foods on the Thanksgiving table and, and I think every family in addition to all of these traditional ones that I'm talking about brings their own and whether it's like a roasted vegetable or my aunt makes this like corn pudding that again is like a heart attack in a Pyrex dish but my god does it taste good. Like there's so many delicious things on the table even though I know I'm ripping on a lot of them but there really are a lot of good things on the table. You're going to have a dinner roll? You are going to waste valuable filling up space on something you get for free at every Italian restaurant in town? Like who, now I understand you need the rolls for the next day to make the turkey sandwich. That is, again, tradition. We cannot stop on the tradition. But you really are going to eat a dinner roll on Thanksgiving. That just blows my mind. There's there's so many better options. It, it just feels like this sort of like bland adder that I would have if there like wasn't enough food on the table and lord knows there's enough food on the table so the dinner roll concept to me I'm like that feels like something we could easily skip and you know what that would be one less serving plate you have to worry about and again as someone who had Thanksgiving at her house one time (laughs) I can tell you the serving plates become a thing because how often are you serving a dinner with 19 different side dishes let me tell you once a year and that's Thanksgiving so you don't have enough corningware for all of these different things so if you could get rid of the dinner rolls you're doing yourself a service let me tell you but here is my other incredibly hot take probably as hot as the mashed potatoes and that is the unsung hero the absolute best part the crowning achievement of a Thanksgiving dinner is cranberry sauce cranberry sauce is delicious. I wish I ate cranberry sauce every day of my life. I could put it on toast. I could put it on a sandwich. It's the only thing that makes the turkey taste good. Let's be honest here. Cranberry, and it's beautiful. The color of cranberry sauce, I would like to get a lipstick and a blush in that color. And I just think cranberry sauce does not get enough love because it's a jellied consistency and some people get weirded out by that. And if you don't like the jellied consistency, make it fresh. But let me tell you, it's just as good out of a can. If you can't tell, I really don't like to cook. And I really like to find ways to make things taste good with as little effort as possible. So we got my stovetop box stuffing. We got my canned cranberry sauce. But I got to tell you, as somebody who would consider herself a cranberry sauce connoisseur, it is just as good when you get it out of that can. And it's delicious. And that's the thing. I don't understand why cranberry sauce and stuffing, two delicious elements of a Thanksgiving dinner, are only available to us, really, once a year. Although then maybe they wouldn't feel as special and maybe part of the reason I like them so much is because you do only get them once a year. So now I'm in a moral dilemma and I don't really know how I feel about the cranberry sauce and if I want to be eating it more frequently. But regardless, I will be eating it by the spoon fill next week for Thanksgiving. 
The only thing left to talk about when it comes to Thanksgiving meal is pie. All pie is good pie. Pie is pie is good. There is no other way to describe that. I could make a really dumb joke about it's irrational how much I love pie for all you math nerds out there, but I won't, even though I just did. So there's a lot, a lot of food talk around Thanksgiving, obviously. That's sort of the main event. But there are some other traditions. Um, I love the parade. I love it. I still watch it. I know I'm 30 years old. I know that it is targeting people at about a median age of seven. But I love the parade. I love it because, again, it, it feels like the start of the holiday season for me. It feels very nostalgic. It doesn't feel like Thanksgiving if I'm not watching the parade. Like I said, my family would often host for our whole extended family and every year my mom would be in the kitchen and I would be in the living room which was connected to the kitchen you know helping clean up in the small ways that I did watching the parade and as a former theater kid you get to see numbers from all the Broadway shows which is so fun and it always made me think about oh I'd love to see that show or I'd love to see that show they always have kind of random celebrities But that's sort of the fun of it because you're like, oh my God, I haven't thought about this celebrity in a really long time and now they're singing on the Jolly Green Giant float. As I get older, I realize the parade is one massive piece of branded content. (laughs) It's just like advertisement after advertisement after advertisement disguised as fun little balloons. But I still love it. And most importantly, I, I sometimes think of Thanksgiving as Al Roker Day. Because Al Roker at that Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, what could be better than Al Roker at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? I really don't think anything. It is pure joy. I love Al Roker. I've always loved Al Roker. It is, I don't know why he's like my favorite celebrity in the whole world. I watch the Today Show every morning. I I just love Al Roker. And I love his enthusiasm and his excitement as he walks down with the parade. And he's just such a happy dude. And he really gets me in the holiday spirit more than anything else, really. I can, I can say that. Especially when he announces Santa Claus. Again, I'm 30 years old. It still will sometimes bring a tear to my eye because I am so excited for the holiday season and all that is to come. And the parade just feels like this massive culmination of it. And it's just like fun. I've always also loved the idea of having something on TV and knowing that people from across the country in different homes, in different cities, doing different things are all watching the same thing. So I'm not a huge sports fan by any stretch of the imagination, but part of the reason that I like the Super Bowl, besides the commercials, is there something really special to me about this idea of, wow, the whole country is watching this one thing? And it just feels really powerful and connecting. And I'm sure I am overstating a a parade with a blow-up Snoopy, but this is how I feel about it. And I, I love this idea that someone in Seattle and someone in Atlanta and then me in Connecticut were all watching it and starting off the holiday season in that same way. So it's a little saccharine. It's a little nostalgic, but... It's kind of a must for me. If I don't watch the parade, I feel like Thanksgiving didn't happen. One tradition that I will never understand is the um, pardoning of the turkey. 
it feels like an SNL sketch that we just like do in real life. We're going to go, we're going to kill all his friends. We're going to eat every single one of them. But we're going to give one a second chance. I don't understand the turkey pardoning. That's just something that blows my mind. And, and the fact that we've been doing it for so long, like I was Googling it the other day. Oh, there's pictures of presidents in black and white, like pre-colored film. We've been pardoning turkeys. And I'm sure long before that, I'm sure that makes me sound kind of uneducated. And frankly, I am uneducated on the subject of turkey pardoning. I didn't, I didn't take an elective on it. But it's very, very bizarre to me. There is one other tradition that is a newer tradition, nowhere near as old as the turkey pardoning. And this is one, again, it's kind of a hot take. I'm not a fan of Friendsgiving. And I know that as a millennial woman, to say that is like renouncing my entire species. I, I get it. But here's the thing. I love the idea of getting together with a group of your friends, having a nice meal, having a night in, drinking wine, a potluck, all cooking for each other. I love that, especially because I think you do it a lot when you're a little bit younger. So maybe you haven't cooked anything like this before, so it's fun. Or maybe most of the time you go out with your friends, you're, you're going out to bars and clubs. So to just go to someone's house and have a night in, feel special and holiday, I am here for that. Here is my question. If we are having these Friendsgiving in the week or the week before the week before Thanksgiving. Why are we making Thanksgiving dinner? Why are we eating something on Saturday with all of our friends that we're going to go and eat on Thursday with all of our family? It's so repetitive. Like why why can't we have a Friendsgiving but we serve, I don't know, jambalaya or literally anything other than the exact meal that we're going to eat five days later. And it's always a to-do because nobody knows how to make a turkey because you're 25 years old, you've never made a turkey. It's just an excuse for people to drink wine and wear a cute outfit. And you could do that if you were eating steak or literally anything else. So my petition for the year is if you're going to have a Friendsgiving, why not do a unique menu? Something that people are going to be excited about and not feel like they are eating seven times in the month of November. That's the thing. I've told you a million times. Why do we only eat stuffing and cranberry sauce once a year? And we eat it all within one week of each other. And then, so you have it the week before at your Friendsgiving. Maybe you go to two Friendsgivings. You have two turkey dinners. Then you have turkey dinner with your family. Then you're eating Thanksgiving leftovers for the next week straight. No wonder we don't eat it in the rest of the year. We eat so much of it in the month of November. It would be impossible to even consider eating it anywhere else. I didn't know that Thanksgiving food was going to work me up as much as it has during this podcast, but there you have it, folks. I, I have a lot of very strong opinions about my Thanksgiving meal. But I do I do love Thanksgiving. I know I've I've come in hot on a lot of it. But I do I do also love Thanksgiving. And the last thing I'll say is that I plan to spend the next week watching every episode of Friends and New Girl that has a Thanksgiving. And I love that those shows, I think a lot of other shows have done it too. These are just two of my favorite shows. Um, Use Thanksgiving as a, again, to bring it back to where we started, they use it as a mile marker, right? It's something that we see every season on Friends. 
Every season we see Monica cook a dinner and something goes awry and Chandler hates the holiday and, you know, something happens to the turkey or there's always a different experience happening, right? Sometimes they're bringing their significant others. Sometimes they're single. Sometimes they're, you know, Ross and Rachel have a kid. I would say spoiler alert, but I think enough time has passed that if you don't know the end of Friends, it's just not a spoiler anymore. But a lot changes, and I think if you're watching the episodes, especially if you're watching them on binge like we do now, thank you HBO Max, it can have that feeling like I was saying at the beginning that life tends to have, right? Where it all sort of just bleeds one thing into the next and suddenly you're 10 seasons in and she got off the plane. But thanks to those Thanksgiving episodes, we have mile markers or moments that we can count on for every season to say, okay, where is the gang at? Well, look at their Thanksgiving episode. What are they thinking about? What are they talking about? A lot of their Thanksgiving episodes, Friends Loves a Flashback, right? And they use them through the Thanksgiving episodes. And I think that's also an interesting choice because Thanksgiving is a nostalgic holiday because it is that tradition. It is that sense of I was here last year and I was here the year before and I will be here next year and the year after and we'll all be together doing the same sort of thing. Now, I know I am talking about fictional sitcom characters and, you know, art imitates life. And I think if you think about those shows and and the importance that Thanksgiving plays for them, in their relationships, in how we see them over time. You can sort of think about it that way for your own experience too. And I look back to where I was seven Thanksgivings ago and, you know, I can see so much change and so many things are different. Some good, mostly good, some bad, sure. A lot has changed, but I think if you don't have those celebrations that come year after year, you can – you cannot realize how much has really changed because it's happened so languidly and so slowly that you don't notice it happening day to day. So that's, again, to bring it back to the esoteric after whatever the opposite of esoteric is ranting about sweet potatoes. We really, we really ran the gamut on this episode, friends. We really, we really went for some intellectual, thought-provoking, this is what's been keeping me up at night, to incredibly strong opinions about incredibly insignificant things and getting almost angry over different types of starch. So it's been a whirlwind. I think that's what the holidays are. I'm excited because, again, I'm going to be spending Thanksgiving with family. It's going to be wonderful and lovely. It's going to be the start of the Christmas season. I'm not going to eat any mashed potatoes, obviously, but it does really get me excited for everything that's to come in the end of the year. And I think the end of the year can really go by in this whirlwind of you have your company parties and your secret Santas and you're traveling to your parents' house or your in-laws' house or your cousin's house or your friends. There's so many different things that happen in these next couple months that it can be really easy to get lost in it all and so I'm trying to take a minute right now in the week before Thanksgiving to amp myself up to get excited and really enjoy the holiday season to the absolute fullest um so that's that's where I'm at and I'm wishing all of you guys a very very happy Thanksgiving I hope it's full of whatever side dish you like best 
even if that's mashed potatoes. I hope you all watch the parade and cheer on Al Roker because he deserves it. I hope you see some old friends on Wednesday. I hope you get a day of relaxation on Friday and maybe a little shopping if that floats your boat, whatever it might be. And that you take this moment as a mile marker and say, this is where I was last Thanksgiving. This is where I am this Thanksgiving. This is what I hope for next Thanksgiving. And now I'm just going to enjoy the holiday. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And I will see you next week.